Yes, yes. For signing God's blessing towards you. Amen. Receive showers of blessings today in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 The word of the Lord is yes and amen. Everything concerning you is amen in Jesus' name. The Lord's blessings is upon you today in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. We receive, we receive, we receive, we agree, we receive in Jesus. It is so in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen in Jesus' name. Good morning, brothers and sisters. I welcome us to today's devotion on Hion Sharpens Hion. Trust our night was restful. We continue with our reading from the book of Hebrews and we will be reading chapter 5 and chapter 6 from the contemporary English version. I read, Every high priest is appointed to help others by offering gifts and sacrifices to God because of their sins. A high priest has weaknesses of his own and he feels sorry for foolish and sinful people. This is why he must offer sacrifices for his own sins and for the sins of others. But no one can have the honor of being a high priest simply by wanting to be one. Only God can choose a priest and God is the one who chose Aaron. This is how it was with Christ. He became a high priest but not just because he wanted the honor of being one. It was God who told him, You are my son, because today I have become your father. In another place, God says, You are a priest forever, just like Meshidezek. God had the power to save Jesus Christ from death. And while Jesus was on earth, he begged God with loud crying and tears to save him. He truly worshipped God, and God listened to his prayers. Jesus is God's own son, but still he had to suffer because before he could learn what it really means to obey God. Hmm. Hallelujah. Suffering made Jesus perfect, and now he can save forever all who obey him. This is because God chose him him to be a high priest like Melchizedek. 11. Much more could be said about the subject, but it is hard to explain and all of you are slow to understand. By now you should have been teachers, but once again you need to be taught the simplest things about what God has said. You need milk instead of solid food. 13. People who live on milk are like babies who like who don't really know what is right. 14 the last verse. Solid food is for mature people who have been trained to know 
right from wrong. Amen. Chapter 6. Chapter 6. We must try to become mature and start thinking about more than just the basic things we are taught about Christ. We shouldn't need to keep talking about why we ought to turn from deeds that bring death and why we ought to have faith in God. And we shouldn't need to keep teaching about baptism or about the laying on a laying on of hands or about people being raised from death and the future judgment. Let's grow up if God is willing. But what about people who turn away after they have already seen the light and have received the gift from heaven and have shared in the Holy Spirit? What about those who turn away after they have received the good news of God and the power of the future word? There is no way to bring them back. What they are doing is the same as nailing the Son of God to a cross and insulting him in public. 7. A field is useful to farmers if there is enough rain to make good crops grow. In fact, God will bless such a field. But land that produces only thorn bushes is worthless. It is likely to fall under God's curse, and in the end it will be set on fire. My friends, we are talking this way, but we are sure that you are doing those really good things because those really good things people do when they are being saved. 10. God is always fair. He will remember how you helped his people in the past and how you are still helping them. You belong to God and he won't forget the love you have shown his people. We, will, we wish each of you would always be eager to show how strong and lasting your hope really is then you would never be lazy. You would be following the example of those who had faith and were patient until God kept his promise to them. 13. No one is greater than God. So he made a promise in his own name when he said to Abraham, Hi, the Lord will bless you and many with many descendants. Then after Abraham had been very patient, he was giving what God had promised. Hmm. Amen. When anyone wants to settle an argument, they make a vow by using the name of someone or something greater than themselves. So when God wanted to prove for certain his promise to his people could not be broken, he made a vow. God cannot tell lies. Hallelujah. And so his promises and vows are two things that can never be changed. Amen. We have run to God for safety. Now his promises should greatly encourage us to take hold of the faith that is right in front of us. This hope is like a firm and steady anchor for our souls. In fact, hope reaches behind the curtains and into the most holy place. 20, the last verse. Jesus has gone, has gone there ahead of us and is our high priest forever, just like Meshidezek. May the Lord bless the reading of his word to us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, people of God. May the 
blessings of the Lord be ours forever in Jesus name. All right. Um, quickly, I want us to, uh, go back to, um, some, um, highlights from chapter five, you know, um, in verse four, the Bible says that it said, but no one can have the honor of being a high priest simply by wanting to be one. Only God can choose a priest and God is the one that chose Aaron. And so this was, this really means a say, no one can have anything unless God gives it. No one can be anything unless God make us be. See, and you know, I, I just wonder why after reading all of these things, when we hear of God promises to us and still, we still don't believe it. Whatever we are is by God's grace, people of God. Nothing we have, nothing we have is outside God. Whatever we have. See, it's just like, for example, you know, pregnancy. Uh, if you think, if we ever think that having babies is something we do on our own, just because I met with my husband and, you know, his sperm got into me and got fertilized and all of that in my womb. And it is God. If you don't believe me, go ask other couples who are still waiting on the Lord for the fruit of the womb. It is not the lack of trying. I have couples that they meet every day. Even once the wife is ovulating, they quickly have sex. But yet they are still waiting. Nothing you have. The hair that we have that you are breathing this day that you are privileged to see it is God. So if we are still living like a pagan, thinking that we it is by our power that we are still here, or by science, I'm sorry, then we are fooling ourselves. Hold on to that, people. Nothing. You cannot have anything unless the Lord gives it. You want marriage. You want a child. You want prosperity. You want breakthrough. You want freedom. It is the Lord. And look at what, what verse 8 says. It says, Jesus is God's own son. But still, he had to suffer before. Before he could learn what is really what it really means to obey God. Some of us go through trials today, temptation, tribulations. And you see someone like me, you know, come out of my, my wilderness journey. And I'm, I'm telling my testimony, helping people who are also um, who, who are in darkness, people who need freedom who are in cattle, who are broken. It is because of my experience that I'm able to testify. So I, 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 I cannot dare to disobey God because I have experienced a life of disobedience. And it's not a place I want to be. So some of us don't have to actually go through that pain before we know that Jesus is Lord indeed. We don't have to. 
And the reason why, you see, we still have to suffer some things on her because we are still immature. We call ourselves Christian, but yet we still, we still take milk like babies. We know what is right from what is wrong, yet we still do the wrong things. I pray the Lord will help us to understand his will for us, his promises, his words, so we can obey. People of God, let's stop, let's stop leaning on our own understanding. And look at what um, chapter, chapter 6 says here. It says we must try to become mature and start thinking about more than just the basic things that we were taught. The basic things that your pastor taught in, in church on Sundays, on Wednesdays, or if your midweek service is Thursdays. Go beyond just hearing what you were told. Search for yourself. And we do this. It's not just by coming, reading the, the daily, daily devotional. Beyond me reading, dig deep. Ask the help of the Holy Spirit to interpret this word to you. Have fellowship. Build your own. Know God for yourself, people. Know God for yourself. And let's not forget that God is always fair. It will remember every of our good deeds. How you are able to help people who are in need. People whose faith are weak. How you are able to love on others. And not criticize them for their mistakes. Or shortcomings. And remember that no one is greater than God. I don't know how you want to do it, how you want to interpret it. Just know that no one is greater than God. Your situation is not greater than God. That report is not greater than God. When God says it, it is so. You have to believe it. He made promises to Abraham. And Abraham believed it. And God made that promises come true. Lastly, I want to end with this. In verse 18 of chapter 16, of chapter 6, it says, God cannot tell lies. And so his promises and vows are two things. They can never be changed. Hold on to God's word towards you. God does not lie. Whatever he says, even though you can't say it, God is working. And his word is yes and amen. Yes, the report is saying something that is negative. That is not to your advantage. Yes, the government is not speaking to your advantage. Yes, your, your business is not speaking to your advantage. But what did God say is concerning you? Whatever it says. I want you to know that his word is yes and amen. May the Lord bless his word to us today. Amen.